Yo, 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 what up, dogs, and welcome to episode number 110 of the Fantasy Football Dogs Podcast. I'm your host, Josiah Panther, and as always, I'm here with my pal in real life, but my foe in fantasy, Nathan Nate Dog McDonald. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, sir. Uh, getting closer to the draft and uh, a lot of news to cover, so getting into free agents and pro day news. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's still exciting times. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what this uh, episode is. Um, we're going to, most of it will be spent on covering the free agent acquisitions and, you know, there's a couple of dominoes still left to fall that we'll also touch on as well. Um, at least that are fantasy relevant. Um, there's definitely a lot of good defensive players and everything else that are available, but of course we'll touch on the fantasy relevant uh, players. Um, and yeah, well, you know, there is some pro day stuff and just some overall rookie hype up and down stock moving things like that so uh without further ado nate i'll let you get started on that list and we can uh kind of talk about them one by one as we go uh yeah so uh good news for our wide receiver one uh jackson smith and jigba who did not run the 40 at the combine ran it at his pro day and ran uh you know varying times these are all reported by scouts but um number i saw most frequently was a four five three uh, but one scout also had him as a four five eight or a four four eight. Um, so basically, right around that four point five flat range, which uh, is better than a lot of people thought he would do, and is plenty fast enough to make it in the NFL. So um, that was good for his stock. Um, more frustratingly, Sean Tucker did not participate at his pro day for Syracuse. Um, after the combine, he said he couldn't participate due to a medical exclusion that he hoped to have cleared up soon, but it looks like it's not cleared up for his pro day. Um, so yeah, I, and it doesn't seem to be clear what that even means, the medical exclusion. So I'm assuming it's some physical thing that teams have, you know, flagged for him, but I, I don't know. That whole situation is really, really dicey. Um, so I just... No one really has answers at the moment. He did release a video where he kind of self-reported a 43340, um, 41.5-inch vertical, and 28 bench preps, uh, bench press reps, um, which all would have either tied or been the number one overall running back at the Combine. So, again, he self-reported all these, and, you know, they aren't, like, independently verified. But, um, I mean, if all those numbers are true, he's an insane athlete. But, you know, I'd just like to see independent verification and know what the hell this medical exclusion thing is. Um, so real uncertainty with Sean Tucker going to have to drop him for that. Um, yeah, aside from that, uh, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young both had their pro days, both look as expected, um, really good throwing the ball. Um, Bryce Young refused to weigh in at his pro day because he, I guarantee, is weighed under 200 pounds right now. Um, that's why he didn't do the drills at the combine. He just wanted to weigh in and get that in. And then now he's throwing around and, and showing teams what he can do with the ball. So, um, yeah, he's, he's probably just going to have a playing weight of around 195 to 200 pounds. So, um, just factor that in. And then, um, yeah, just, um, Russell Wilson, he had his knee scoped, uh, to fix a nagging injury. So minor surgery for him, but he says it's uh, been bothering him for a few seasons. So, um, yeah, hopefully that will help him get a little bit better next year. So any news you have to add to that? Any reactions? Um, Nothing I have to add, but yeah, I'll touch on um, definitely uh, the JSN numbers were, were really uh, encouraging to see. Um, you know, I, I was hoping he might land in like a four, four, eight, four, four, nine, but you know, uh, what, what was the, the official? Was it, you said four, five, two, or did you? The number yeah. I saw most often was four, five, three, but one scout did have him as a four, four, eight. So he's right around that okay. range. 
Right. Yeah. And so, you know, that's definitely fast, you know, faster than a lot of his critics have said. I've heard he's not a great athlete, yet he's setting records at the agility drills and, you know, running a, a, a very good time, especially for this class that didn't wasn't a particularly fast class. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he definitely locked, locked uh, himself in for, for wide receiver one for me. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Sean Tucker news, man, that sucks. Um, it's like a, it's been a roller coaster because when he released that video, like you know, you sent it to me and mm -hmm. you, you know, you were excited. I watched it. I was, I was excited. Like fuck, he might have to move up to like RV four, mm -hmm. and and I think that's where you had him initially, right? And, uh, yeah. Uh, yep. And um, yeah, I was, you know, considering going there with you, and then all this other medical exclusion stuff came out. And then he didn't do anything at the pro day, so now. It went from like, yeah, I'm going to bump him up to, oh, should I bump him down? And I have him at six. That's where I had him before this process. I think I'll leave him there for a second, but I need to hear something about like this medical exclusion thing, um, you know, soon, please. But uh, that's concerning. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I, I've heard analysts, a couple analysts, uh, you know, that, that I enjoy listening to have said, you know, they're completely off of him for this. I've heard two people say that. And that's... Uh, you know, I think a little bit of a reaction, but also, uh, you know, if I can get him at a discount, like maybe it'll end up, you know, working in our favor, but yeah, let's hope he doesn't have something that like prevents him from playing in the NFL or something like that. But, uh, we'll have to see how that plays out, but, um, yeah, nothing else to really touch on. Um, I'm not worried about the Russell Wilson, you know, knee surgery mm. thing. Uh, he should be ready for OTAs. It's not a yep. long recovery time. Uh, just to kind of a touch up and Hey, maybe it explains why he sucked for everything except the last three games. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure that's what he'd want us to believe. But um, anyway, so yeah, we can, uh, we can go ahead and move on if you don't have anything else for us to touch on. Well, I will add that um, one for the Sean Tucker thing, just draft capital is going to mean uh, pretty much everything for him at this point, just because we don't have numbers to go off of. Um, he does have really good analytics from college, but yeah, if, if he gets good draft capital, then thumbs are up. But um, yeah, if he slides, then it's going to be a real risk-reward um, late-round type of play. Uh, I do want to call attention to Tank Bigsby, who ran uh, at his pro day and turned in an unofficial 4-4-5 40-yard dash. Um, mm. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he ran a 4-5-6 at the Combine. Apparently he was unhappy with that and, you know, spent the you know entire time between that and his pro day working on his speed. Um, you know, still, I you know, I, I don't see 4-4 speed on film, so I think he's probably around more like a 4-5 flat guy, but um, still a, a hell of an improvement for him and definitely faster than what he was at the Combine. So even if you add on that five uh, hundredths of a second, so um yeah, just thought that was worth calling out because Tank uh, showing some wheels. Yeah, that is a major improvement. And, you know, that is one, you know, slight criticism that could be made towards the combine or any single event where we get these numbers. I mean, we even saw it in the Jordan Addison runs. I think there was uh, five, uh, five tenths of a second uh, difference between his two runs that he made at the at the combine, you know. Mm. So, uh, you know, those numbers, that that's two drastic, completely drastically different numbers. And so... Um, yeah, it, you know, sometimes maybe they don't have their best run. Maybe sometimes they can actually run faster and we don't actually get to see that. And we give them this hard number that we think is their solid ceiling and it might mm. not be the case, but, uh, but that's interesting. I'm glad you, glad you added that in. And as far as draft capital for Sean Tuckerman, I don't see how this doesn't lower his draft capital for mm -hmm. teams. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of already thinking that's going to happen yep. i just hope it's not to a place that is like truly scary like six seven round type stuff yeah, um, yeah. i'm just like if you know 
what, what I don't want is him to have like a medical issue that's been flagged and teams for that reason don't take him to like, like you said, the sixth or seventh round because that would just absolutely tank his value. Right, right, right. But all right, man. Well, let's get into the meat of this episode. And yeah, we got a lot of, uh, so we're going to be covering the, uh, both free a- any player that has changed teams <laughs> so it's free agency but also there's a couple of trades of, that have happened uh that are fantasy relevant so um any fantasy relevant player that has changed teams uh you know i don't know if nate if you put in re-signings but i left those out if they stayed on the same team you know i didn't uh i didn't add that to my list um but um yeah that's uh what we're going to be doing today and, and of course we're going to start out at the quarterback position and late, uh, uh, I just called you late. Uh, Nate, I will let you uh, start us out with uh, the most interesting quarterback. Um, and yeah, we'll just kind of go through these, kind of talk about the ones at the top that really have relevance. And then, of course, there'll be some guys at the end that we'll just throw in and mention and kind of, uh, you know, just make sure you're aware of the transaction. But uh, yeah, Nate, start us out uh, with your most interesting quarterback. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be... Um... I mean, are are we including Mr. Rogers in this conversation since he we'll, hadn't we'll save moved? him? So we'll save him for dominoes yet to fall. Okay, yeah. Um, and I guess Lamar Jackson you could put in that same category as well. So um fair so enough. I will for, put in that category. Uh guys um, you know, left to see what happens with them. But as far as what's actually has uh, you know, pen has been put to paper, uh Derek Carr going to the Saints has got to be the most um impactful i think and just you know the best quarterback overall getting signed to a different team um signed a really nice deal for him four-year deal for 150 million dollars with 100 million guaranteed so um quite a bit more than you know what his replacement signed for with the raiders but um yeah it's it's a good commitment by the saints i like what he has around him they restructured michael thomas so he'll be around this next year um, for you know however long he can stay on the field but if he manages to actually stay on the field he did look pretty solid in the games he played last year um, you know obviously Chris Olave was rookie of the year candidate they've got um, some pretty good receivers there and uh, some good offensive linemen as well so um, yet to be determined if Alvin Kamara is coming back so um, you know his his running game they did sign a running back we'll get to that later but um, yeah, I, I like the position for Carr. I think it's a good uh, place for him. And I think he has enough weapons to really succeed in that situation. So um, I I don't know if it's technically really an upgrade from where he was, but sometimes like we saw with Goff to the Lions, you know, maybe it wasn't an upgrade in like personnel that the Lions had, but sometimes a change of scenery with a team that actually believes in you um, can make a big difference. So I think for his fantasy value, it is a good move for Carr. I 100% agree. And honestly, last season, at least, it pretty much was just Devontae Adams. I mean, uh, Waller was injured for a good mm-hmm. part of the year. Um, and, you know, I mean, they had some auxiliary like Mac Hollins and stuff, but nobody to mm-hmm. really. Uh, and I mean, Hunter Renfro was supposed to be there, but had a, an abysmal season in multiple ways. So he only started one game, or if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure part of that has to do with McDaniels, but. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, it was it was a rough situation. I do think overall, I mean, obviously the best receiver is Devontae Adams, but I think overall this situation is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the Saints are real contenders for the NFC South. I mean, I'd probably put them at the favorites. They did lose a lot of important defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. A couple of them came to the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but even if they did lose defensive pieces, that just means that Derek Carr is going to have to score a little bit more. So yep. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I agree. He is the most interesting to me. The second most interesting of, of the things uh, that have happened are, is Jimmy G to the Raiders. 
Um, yeah, it's the the contract actually. I mean, it is less than cars, but it was a three year, seventy two million dollar, seventy uh, almost seventy three million dollars. So that's more than Jimmy G's. You know, that's that's a pretty good market for Jimmy. Yeah, I think he did a good job, and I would expect him to be the starter. I mean, obviously, there's there's there are candidates to draft a rookie, um, but you know, a couple of the rookies in this draft are, in our opinions, more developmental than start now. So, uh, if they did, you know, I'm sure he would still start for this year, but. It would be unfortunate for Jimmy G, who feels like he's had a rookie. Well, he started out with Tom Brady, but after that, he's always had a rookie breathing down his neck. Um, but um, yeah, we'll see how that happens. But I, I think it's, um, you know, I do think it's a downgrade for the Raiders overall. Just you mentioned, I think Derek Carr is a slightly better quarterback, but um, I, I think it's close to um, a lateral move and you know if they just were were to, uh, they're paying him less and maybe they can uh, do do more with um you know uh, they made a couple of moves in free agency and you know maybe they can make some good draft picks but uh definitely in that division I, I'm not feeling as good about the Raiders as I am the Saints even with Jimmy G uh would you agree with that or do you think that Jimmy G can have him compete in the AFC and it's particularly the AFC what west is that what they're uh, I think so. Yeah, they um they, they play with the Chargers and the uh, yeah that's that's the West. So, yeah, yeah, it's um no, nah, it's gonna be really tough. But you know they can. I still think he can lead them to the playoffs. He's the main thing is just I think when Carr and Jimmy G are both healthy, it's about a wash as far as you know playing ability and what they can do. Uh, difference is Carr just stays a lot healthier. He's much more durable than Jimmy G has been so far, which is why he got way more money. Um, but if, if uh, he can stay healthy and, you know, I do think it's good him going back to um, McDaniel, just kind of reuniting with him. I think it'll play to his strengths, but, um, but yeah, I, you know, if he gets injured, it's not going to be a good look for the Raiders. If he stays healthy, then they save quite a bit. I mean, he's getting paid um, like $13 million a year less in guarantees. Um, so yeah, and I think about the same amount in total uh, per year. So um, yeah, if they use that money wisely in free agency and stuff to give weapons around them, which they already have, we'll get to that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like the position for um, for old Jimmy G, and he doesn't have to worry about a rookie breathing down his neck that we know about yet. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that with too much confidence yet, yeah. but. Uh, you know, I don't think they're going to get one of the top tier guys. So I am comfortable saying I think he's going to start for at least next year, you know, yeah. but um, but it's a three year contract. So, uh, you know, I think it's more likely that we get two years and then, you know, we'll see what happens in year three. If he's performed well in the first two, I'm sure he'll get it and maybe an extension. But um, but yeah, so let's uh, move on. Who is the next guy uh, that you that you see is interesting in the quarterback free agency market here? Yeah, if, if we're talking about, um, you know, dollars per year and, you know, the ability to start right away, um, I think you got to mention Taylor, Taylor Heineke with the Falcons. Um, yeah, he's he's getting paid $20 million over two years, and I don't think we've seen anything great from Desmond Ritter, and Taylor Heineke uh, has shown the ability to be a stopgap, which if they don't draft a quarterback is probably what he's going to be, um, and he's getting paid, you know, either high-end back backup money which is pretty much what it is but um yeah I, I could see him winning a battle uh with Desmond Ritter but um yeah I mean honestly it's a pretty big drop off after our top two but uh yeah I, I think uh, Heineke just his contract and his situation with the Falcons he's he's pretty interesting to me don't make me watch Heineke I'm so sad don't make me watch uh, Ritter 
Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I, I do feel like at least like maybe I could be wrong about Ritter. I don't I, like I think we've seen enough from Heineke to know he's not a franchise quarterback. Um, mm. But um, yeah, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess you're right there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all if he's starting by the end of the year, but I don't think that he might push a little bit in camp. But I think the plan, unfortunately, seems that they're going to go with Ritter. And, you know, if he's as bad as he's, we say he is, then, yeah, Heineke definitely is uh, an interesting ad and could be uh, fantasy relevant uh, by the end of the year. Uh, the, the, the next guy on my list uh, was a guy that I just sent, can't seem to quit. But I think he's a really good, like, quarterback three stash in dynasty right now like you can get him probably very late baker mayfield going to the buccaneers uh, it's a one-year four million dollar contract but he's gonna start bro he's gonna start unless they maybe they can get a hendon hooker type thing or something like that and you know maybe i'll change my tune then but if it's if it's if his competition is kyle trask give give and give me baker with the best easily hands down far and away the best weapons he's ever had in his life um, so, I mean, we had a completely depleted Rams core. We've had a completely de- depleted, uh, Ram- uh, Panthers core minus DJ Moore. Uh, and then of course, you know, the whole time it was with the Browns, Odell and him just couldn't make a connection and he had nobody else in the receiver market. So Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Baker Mayfield, give me him as my quarterback three. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very interesting. And I, I, like I said, if it's between him and Trask, I'll put all my money on Baker. I don't believe in Trask whatsoever. Fair enough to say he could have developed in the past two years that we haven't seen him. But, um, you know, I feel pretty confident that they signed Baker to come in and compete. And, uh, you know, I think his his, his experience um, will will allow him to to beat out Mr. Trask there. But, um, yeah, that is the, the the next quarterback on my list. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I do have him below Heineke. And, um, yeah, just the, obviously the – commitment to him is only you know four million dollars over one year so not nearly as big and i'm not nearly as certain as you that he's going to beat out kyle trask you know i actually like trask a good bit coming out of florida Um, i mean he had the most prolific passing season florida's ever had and uh yeah i think he's a pretty good quarterback he um he's just doesn't have the strongest of arms and he's a traditional pocket passer but uh, you listed all the weapons they have there, so he can obviously work in that mold. We saw Tom Brady do it, uh, and he's already familiar with the system. So I think Trask is going to give him a, a legitimate run for his money. And um, I, I don't know. I, I might put my, I might put my chips in on the guy that, like you said, you know, we Trask could be a franchise guy. You know, we probably don't think he likely is, but um, you know, we've seen Baker at you know a couple different spots now, and he's done well. And he's also done not well at times, but. Um, yeah, I think they just might give the second rounder with, um, you know, potentially more upside a shot. So, um, so yeah, that's why I have Baker lower. Fair enough. And, you know, I, I, again, uh, we could be discrediting the development that, that he could have had. Um, and, uh, and you're right. He, I mean, he, he did have good passing numbers there at, at Florida. I mean, it was a decent pocket passer. I just think if you're a pocket passer without like arm strength, it's it's tough to make it. That's your your. I mean, I can't even say Heineke because at least Heineke is mobile. But that's like the thing with Heineke is we're getting fifteen yard passes all the time. And I mean, I guess if you're scoring points with it, nobody's gonna cry about it. But typically, 
Uh, that's not the way the NFL is is going right now. A lot of big explosive chunk plays are winning games, and um, you know, anyways, we'll see what happens. But I do think you know maybe it will be a more interesting battle than than maybe I stated to begin with. Uh, and you made a good point there. So uh, who who you got next uh, on on your quarterback list? Uh, and yeah, when you're out of guys that you find interesting enough to go deep into, let me know. I got one or two more. But yeah, we're we're pretty much uh, almost there now. Um, you know, one guy I do want to mention just because. He can be a stopgap, and he, you know, has shown the ability to carry an offense for a little bit while rookies potentially getting ready. Um, Andy Dalton signed a contract with the Panthers for two years and $11 million. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a worthy guy to keep on your roster. Um, like we saw with the Bears, he came in and did, you know, a pretty admirable job um, before Fields took over. And, yeah, if, if they're smart and they draft C.J. Stroud, then, yeah, Stroud's, you know, he's going to play week one. But – um yeah it's still not a bad backup to have Andy Dalton is a high-end backup they're they're paying him pretty well and um yeah I think the Panthers are gonna have a pretty good situation um this next year yeah yeah no he's he's a couple spots down my list here but definitely somewhat interesting I think just them trading if they were still at the number nine pick I'd be a lot more interested you know in in Andy Dalton but trading up that number one even if it's Bryce Young I, I think Bryce Young is gonna start right away I mean I think the only way Dalton isn't starting right away, I mean, Dalton is starting right away is uh, if if they draft Richardson or Levis. But I think that's absolute insanity. I don't think, you know, most people are. I, I will say, you know, Anthony Richardson got a little bit of hype at the beginning, but I think it's settled on either Bryce Young or, or Stroud at this point for, for most people. But we'll see if the Colts agree with that. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, if the Panthers agree with that. Uh, but, yeah, the next guy I have on my list and – I know you like your guy over there for the commanders, but I think Mr. Jacoby Brissett is going to give him a run for his money. Um, and, you know, I would probably project still Sam Howell getting the start. I mean, they've, they've said that, you know, current, and they said this before, to be fair, they said this before Jacoby Brissett was signed, but, you know, they said that, that they were, that currently he was their QB one on their depth chart. Um, Ooh. so, um, you know, we'll see, but I, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to give him a run for his money. And if Sam Howell does fizzle out, uh, doesn't play well first five, six games, I definitely think Jacoby will be on the field, uh, before the end of the year for the commanders commander do pick it. Uh, I think it's spot 16. Um, they might have to trade up if they want one of the top four uh, prospects, maybe they can get a Hendon hooker that could come in and compete. But, um, you know, I, I don't think most people are projecting that to happen. I'm not seeing a lot of quarterbacks to, the, the commanders right now. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably going to be a battle between Howell and Brissett and wouldn't be surprised if, if Brissett ended up winning that out, but um, you know, I'd project Sam Howell to, to get the start at the beginning of the year still. Yeah. I would uh, project uh, Howell to win that out, but yeah, as I was finishing up my Dalton spiel, um, I, would, I saw Jacoby Brissett down the list. And I was like, you know what? I'd probably rather have him just because he does have a better chance to start. Um, there's no way into Dalton is beating out CJ Stroud, um, honestly, or Bryce Young. But uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's a good call having him above Dalton. But um, yeah, like you said, I still predict uh, how to to win out and get that job. Nice. Yeah. Well, I got one more. I'll just spin a couple sentences on, but a little bit interesting to me is Gardner Minshew to the Colts. Um, there's been some talks that the Colts maybe won't take a, a quarterback or trade back. And, you know, there was, a, a apparently Nate was telling me about some hype that maybe they're looking at Hinton hooker. Uh, but you know, that still could be a situation where he's not starting right away. Uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, he led, uh, 
not not many wins, but uh, he was the starting quarterback and did a lot better than most people projected. And he did the same thing for the Eagles. It seems like every time he gets on the field, he's not as bad as we all think he's going to be. You know, so um, I think that's somewhat interesting. If they don't pick a quarterback at four, Gardner Minshew, Mr. Micah, if you're listening, is j- clicking his heels right now Jack. because uh, he has been the biggest uh, Gardner Minshew believer. And uh, you know this. This is somewhat interesting to me. I'm on a, I'm on alert to see what they do. And if they if they don't come out with a quarterback in the draft, uh, there is some talk that they might be interested in Lamar. And obviously that would blow Minshew out of the water and any other quarterback almost in the league, maybe outside of six or seven guys. But, um, you know, I think Gardner Minshew is somewhat interesting to me. But that's the last guy I really wanted to touch on. Nate, I'll let you just, you know, say what you'd like on Minshew. And then I'll kind of just read off the list of uh, some of these, like, quarterbacks that we know are going to be backups but could get on the field if they're if the guy in front of them gets injured yeah no I uh I like what you said uh, there about Minshew just he is when he's on the field he is good for fantasy he's at least a QB2 for you and you know has low in QB1 upside so yeah it's um good to keep an eye on him I do think the Colts will be adding a rookie but that doesn't necessarily mean Minshew's not going to be seeing the field um especially if they get one of the more raw rookies or later on guys yeah, um, that's a great point. Even if it's a rich, like Minshew's probably going to start. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, and there's always the chance that a rookie comes out initially and sucks, and then Minshew comes in to try to get him into the playoffs. So, um, I think in that situation, it's easier though to like for Minshew to go out and suck, and then we transition to the hopeful. Oh yeah, that might, oh yeah. They might still struggle. So I feel like that's kind of what they might do with a rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I do, will say if a rich lands there, I mean, you know, obviously Minshew's not going to be terribly hard to beat out, but, um, you know, it's still interesting. You know, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a few more names, uh, Mike white got a two-year deal with the dolphins, just given to his injury history. That is definitely a handcuff. I would like to have if I own two in any leagues. 100%. So, um, yeah, he's, he's shown that he can come in and, you know, put up some good fantasy numbers for, you know, limited games than normally the magic washes away, but uh, you know, there's awesome playmakers in that offense. So I think he could do well if he is forced to start. So I uh, just wanted to mention him. Um, Sam Darnold signed a one-year deal with the 49ers. I like that a lot for him. And so, like, dude, it's crazy to think about Sam Darnold is only 25 years old. It feels like he has been in the league for 10 years, but He's he's still fairly young. So uh so yeah, it's just you know, considering just the Brock Purdy injury and you know Trey Lance coming back from injury and you know being an uncertainty. Um it, it that is something that he's the most interesting, like potential. What if QB Sam through. Darnold, all of this argument between Lance and Brock Purdy that's both happened between us and is gonna happen between the fantasy community over yeah. this entire offseason? What if it's Darnold all along? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That will be the biggest Shanahan move ever. And again, like I don't think it would be because he like won out the job, but it's just the way they keep getting quarterbacks injured over there. I could just see a situation where he is forced to come in, and here we go. He puts. He's up got great the numbers. highest draft capital. I mean, he was drafted the highest of any any. Yeah, any of the three. yeah. It's um, it's wild to think about. Too. Uh, he's, but, he's he's the same age as Hendon Hooker. Um. Oh, God, Hooker. That, yeah. oh, God, I just dropped Hooker two spots. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding, but damn, that's rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then last name I had here is just a Jared Stidham signed a two-year $10 million deal with the Broncos. I think that's good for him, being with Sean Payton. And, um, yeah, if Russell Wilson sucks or gets injured or something, then Stidham would be a good backup to have. Yeah, I got a couple more names to add here. Um, the Eagles uh, signed Marcus Mariota, the disgraced mm. Falcon, um, and 
uh, that's somewhat interesting. You know, Hertz obviously missed a couple games last year and Minshew came in and, and filled in for him. Similar things could happen. I mean, it could happen to any quarterback, but, you know, Hurts a little bit more mobile and uh, adds a little bit more risk there. So Marcus Marriott is somewhat interesting. I like that he's also a mobile quarterback, so they can probably run similar schemes and plays and everything. Uh, maybe not as many, uh, you know, uh, direct. I mean, honestly, man, he he ran well yeah. at the beginning of the season. No, he, they're he similar really styles. I just, when you were saying that, I got like this image of a meme in my head of just like, you know, being like, Mom, I want McDonald's. And they're like, oh, we got McDonald's at home. And it, it's, that's the Marcus Mariota version of Jalen Hurts. He's just yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah. Walmart he's, version. He's clear backup. Yes, absolutely. But uh, two more names. P.J. Walker to the Bears. Yep. Not jumping for joy, but again, backup for Justin Fields. Could end up on the field. Don't drop him in Dynasty. And the last one is Kyle Allen will be backing up uh, Josh Allen. Um, so, oh, well, they both have the same name. So it's just like we won't even know when they switch out. You know, so yeah, we um, won't be able to tell the difference at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Kyle Allen to the Bills gonna trick us all and do a real twin swapperoo there. But um, anyways, uh, yeah, that 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 completes the quarterbacks Josh for Allen us. Can just uh, take the game off. He can wear Allen's jersey. Yeah, we'll let we'll let Kyle <laughs> Allen fill in. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, anything to add uh, to quarterbacks before we move on to running backs? Yeah, I think we can move on to more interesting guys. Sorry, I just uh, got onto my dog and like didn't realize I made the hissing noise. <laughs> yeah, guess, everyone like, heard that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, sorry about that. Um, we got for me. I will start us off here and. I'm super excited about this one, man. I have him in so many leagues because I've been a believer. There's been some disappointing times after last year. It looked like it was on the rise. Uh, and But Miles Sanders has gone to the Panthers. And I'm, I mean, for me, it's stock up from, from the Eagles. I mean, I, he won't be in as much of a committee right now. All they have is Chuba Hubbard. I think they'll bring in a rookie, but they need so many positions that I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. You know, so if it's him and Chuba Hubbard, I think he's in like a top 10 as far as like the like load that he'll he'll have in that backfield you know um so that's really exciting to me i mean whether they get stroud or young their their receiving core isn't you know anything to ride home about right now um you know and at, at best unless they trade up they're only going to be able to get a second round uh receivers uh to add to it so um you know, I, I think that the running game will be an important part of the Panthers offense, certainly this year and, uh, you know, maybe even going forward. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about Miles Stand- Sanders. It's stock up. Um, and yeah, he's probably, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing a, a an offseason draft at the moment and uh, he was drafted as a top 24 running back. I know that's just one draft, uh, one sample size, but I would probably rank him as a top 24 running back uh, in dynasty as well. So uh, that's, that's, that's exciting that he can still hang around there for his second contract. Yeah, I agree. Uh, He just came off his best season with the Eagles and then he's going to, uh, you know, you would expect him leaving the Eagles to have a much worse offensive line situation, but the Panthers are a fantastic offensive line, particularly at the run blocking area so uh yeah he's he should you know excel there they give him a good contract four year 25 million dollars so good commitment on their part um yeah i think they're going to rely heavily on him early and often so and he's uh, one of the better pure runners in the league so um, i think that's going to be a scheme that really fits him well 
Um, I mean, shoot, this is a guy that averages, you know, five yards per carry over his career. That's fantastic for an NFL back. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a really good signing. So his value is, um, yeah, definitely top 20 running back. I mean, he's only going to be 26 years old for this next season. Um, and I sent um, Josiah a recent, like, or, or a PFF article that was done that just kind of detailed that that's, you know, this this age that he's in right now is kind of peak, you know, performance for running backs as far as um you know what they produce out so yeah if miles sanders especially in redraft leagues he's going to be a really good ad yeah i mean i mean i i don't know that he'll uh you know my brain is so detached from redraft right now that, mm. that I, I can't say anything with certainty but he feels like a candidate for a top 12 running back you yeah. know um, in, in redraft so yeah. um yeah no, that's, especially that's, if they that's, don't that's... add anyone else at that position there he's he's got that backfield easily to himself right now and, you know, as we were, as you were talking, I was thinking about it. I think if they did add somebody, it's probably going to be a pass catching specialist because where he has struggled has been in the passing game. Chuba Hubbard doesn't really show much in that area. So I think, you know, like if they added an A chain, obviously I'm very high on A chain. I think that would be a great compliment uh, to, yeah. to Miles Sanders. Uh, now, I'm high enough on A chain where I might have to bump Sanders down a spot or two if that happened. But, uh, you know, even just, you know, uh, they drafted a, a, um, I mean, you know, I, I'm not, but even like a Deuce Vaughn, that'd be much less threatening, but you just a guy like that, I think is kind of what they need in that offense, especially to help out a rookie quarterback. I think that'll be a nice weapon to have. So I think he is, I mean, he's going to get all the rushes on the goal line, all the rushes and in, in between the tackles, maybe Chuba Hubbard. They, you know, Frank Wright believes in him for some reason, but you know, hasn't really shown us too much to, to, to have that you know, be any kind of threat right now. And I think the big thing is he's going to be on a team that, you know, assuming the Panthers do what we expect them to do, the the quarterback isn't going to be taking away nearly as many rushing touchdown opportunities from him because Jalen Hurts is one of the best at that in the league at the goal line. He's, you know, one of the strongest quarterbacks in the league. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Miles Sanders, you know, it's going to be either probably Stroud or Young, and those guys can both run, but they're not those power runners at the goal line that, you know, you see. So, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, an improvement for Sanders, the situation he's in now. 100%. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited about my shares there. Um, well, uh, I started out with him. So uh, who do you got next on your list of running backs? Oh, man, there's tough because there's so many signings. But I am very excited about Jamal Williams with the Saints. Uh, he got a good deal, uh, not as good a deal as another running back, who I almost ranked above him. But, um, but yeah, I mean, three-year, $12 million. And, yeah, I don't think he's going to have to worry about Alvin Kamara at least the first four to six games of the season. I may not have to worry about him the entire season. We'll have to see how, you know, his whole um, legal situation plays out. But, uh, I mean, Jamal Williams was fantastic last year with the Lions, and I think they would probably like to ride him early and often. And uh, he'd be a good compliment for Derek Carr. And he also can catch out of the backfield. And he's one of the better goal line backs in the league. So, um, yeah, I think Williams is in a really good spot. So uh, he's he's an interesting name to me. Yeah. And you know what, man? It's a big enough deal for me to – I mean, it, it it's similar to, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift. It's like even if Kamara – let's say Kamara doesn't get any suspended time, which I don't think is going to happen, but mm-hmm. – uh, you know, those goal line carries, I think they're going to go to Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, in the past, that's been a big thing about Kamara is not only was he a pass catching back, but he scored a 
buku amount of touchdowns mm -hmm. but that that's that's a serious threat so uh at this point so definitely stock down for camara stock up for jamal williams yeah. um you know i i thought he was gonna stay with the lions i don't know if i see it as a huge it, it's definitely a lateral move i don't think i see it mm -hmm. as a huge upgrade or downgrade necessarily um but you know with any new situation there's the potential for it to go you know in a strong direction one way or the other um so we'll just have to keep an eye on it but uh i had him as my third most interesting but i like that you put him second i think he's definitely worthy there uh the guy second guy on my list and it's the one i hate the most but it's interesting unfortunately is david montgomery to the lions um got a big time contract um, i don't have the, the details pulled up um but so um three year 18 million dollars Okay, perfect. So mm -hmm. yeah, good six six mil a year, and which is like as much as uh, backup tight ends make. But at the same mm -hmm. time, uh, it's it's a lot good for, for running, running backs. Back. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, you know that's that's good for him. Ah man, it's like he's a better runner than Jamal Williams, I think. Mm -hmm. So I um I don't like that for Swift, who was once my my RB three in Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Um. It's sad, but, you know, in a draft, uh, he was still drafted in the top 24. I think it was uh, RB21. I was hoping he'd fall to me, uh, but unfortunately he didn't. But, um, you know, he's definitely a big value. I think he was drafted in the sixth round. Talking about De DeAndre Swift, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so definitely David Montgomery has, has taken a big hit on his stock. Um, you know, we'll see how the consensus shakes out but if people are i mean i'm gonna buy deandre swift at, at the discount for sure but i'm also willing to buy david montgomery if he's even heavier discounted you know mm -hmm. and uh i think that that's kind of what's gonna happen um we'll just kind of have to see but i think he's gonna definitely get a, most of that goal line work and that's mm -hmm. that's where we saw jamal williams get 17 touchdowns uh, last year hopefully they'll give it a little bit more to the guy that's been in their system at least more so than they did last year but um yeah i think david montgomery's a big threat for for um swift and while i don't see it as an upgrade for him because obviously he was the clear lead back and now i don't think he is that um you know i think if you have him in dynasty you're not too disappointed maybe a little bit of a drop um but it's still you know very interesting and for me i'm I'm just more disappointed about the effect on swift than than i'm worried about montgomery but uh but anyways yeah nate what are your thoughts yeah i think the uh, thing to point out there is just um you know the lions clearly view him as an upgrade over jamal williams because they could have had williams for you know the same amount of years and six million dollars less so um yeah they uh they clearly think this is an upgrade so that leads me to leave he's probably gonna be their you know first and second down guy and and swift is gonna be the the third down guy the passing guy and then you know rotate in is the change of pace but uh you know, Swift could still end up being the better fantasy back, but I do think Montgomery, they're, they're bringing him in to be that guy to take the first and second down work and try to keep Swift, you know, fresh and healthy. So, um, so yeah, definitely, I think it is a bit of a knock for Swift. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you were hoping that that the worst they would bring back Williams, but um, I don't think, you know, it's not like they brought in Miles Sanders, which would have been, you know, much worse for Swift. So I do think it's not that bad, but, um, you know, definitely concerning yeah and i mean when you consider and i know you mentioned that running back age and do you have uh, montgomery's age on hand uh he will be 26 this next year okay cool 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 so yeah not same same age as same, oh yeah he was the same class as sanders and, and jacobs so that makes mm -hmm. sense um, yep. but yeah um you know definitely the youth and the fact that the lions actually drafted uh, uh deandre swift is on his side but yeah you're right i mean he 
he could end up getting more overall carries, but definitely, you know, with the receptions and PPR leagues, I still think Swift will be the the guy you want in fantasy. Well, and another thing to think about is Swift is on the last year of his deal. It's crazy to think about, but he's on the final year of his rookie deal, um, whereas Montgomery signed for the next three years. So, yeah, we'll have to see where how that shakes out. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a rough world for these running backs as far as the the dollar signs. But um, yeah. yeah, let's uh, move on to the next guy, Nate. Who, uh, well. Who just went? Uh, I just went. So yeah, yeah. give your next guy. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm torn between two guys here, but I'm going to go with Mr. Rashad Penny just because if he does stay healthy, he's probably going to be a top 10 fantasy running back, but the likelihood of him staying healthy is very low, but those games he is, um, I, you know, when he's at full health, he is, probably just as good if not better than sanders i mean he's absolutely elite so um, he's a better pass catcher yeah for sure um and honestly given what we saw you know not last year but the previous year he's he's a better pure runner when he's at full strength too so yeah um that'll be really interesting he signed to a very cheap deal only one year 1.35 million dollars so um they're getting him at a discount because of that injury history but um i do think it's the one that like he could legitimately end up being the most valuable of all the guys we've mentioned with his upside, but he could also be worth pretty much nothing because he's, he's likely to have some sort of injury. It's just, you know, been a consistent problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I'm scared. I'm, I'm always scared to buy Rashad Penny, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, we, we just mentioned it with Miles Sanders. There are some limiting factors in the Eagles offense. It is one of the most efficient rushing offenses. So from that perspective i'd expect a lot but jalen hurts gets a lot of rushing touchdowns um Mm -hmm. you know that's that's definitely a big thing and they typically have a committee system and there's still a guy kenny gainwell that we both like a lot that i wouldn't be surprised if he gets as much work even starting out and 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 then that's assuming rashad penny stays healthy you know Mm -hmm. so um they also re-signed boston scott so Mm -hmm. i still expect all three of those guys to be on the field it's more of a committee system there so um, he was the next guy on my list too. I don't, I'm not not arguing with you at all, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just uh, the Eagles' offense very efficient. And and but if you know you're only getting ten to twelve carries a game, which might be great for Penny, um, honestly, from a longevity perspective. But um, you know, I I don't know that I see it as an upgrade if he would have stayed healthy in the Seahawks system. I mean, obviously with Kenneth Walker there, but at least you know throughout his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, but no, that's that's a good name. To bring up he was next on my list. Um, the next guy after that though. Is Damian Harris to the Bills? Um, yeah, I still love James Cook. I expect James Cook to be the more fantasy valuable, but Damian Harris is a damn good runner and he's an underrated runner. And uh, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, the Bijan to the uh, Bills has been a big thing. And I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think they have their backfield at this point. They got rid of Singletary, brought in Damian Harris. I think that's an upgrade. And, uh, you know, they, they don't need, the strongest running game in that offense with obviously Allen and uh, you know, James cook will still run the ball. It's not that he's not only going to catch the ball, but yeah, I definitely think goal line short yardage between the tackles. That'll be Damian Harris's game. And that's always been the case. It's literally always been the case. Um, You know, Ramondre has proven to be, and this is another great call that uh, our friend Micah made uh, one of the better running backs in the NFL. And, and, you know, Damian Harris isn't, um, 
you know, got beat out by him. And obviously the Patriots were willing to let him go, but I still think he's a underrated talent and very interested and, and willing to buy him. Um, I'm sure he's pretty discounted, especially in dynasty. Uh, so yeah, I think he very well could be the quote unquote starting running back um, by the end of the year, depending on, you know, how, how James Cook does with, with his opportunities. Yeah, I agree. He was my next guy as well. Um, you know, kind of similar to deal, similar deal with uh, David Montgomery in that I expect him to be the first and second down guy. Um, and, you know, obviously the short yardage and goal line back as well. So I agree with what you said. He's an underrated runner. So, uh, yeah, that's exciting for the Bills. I do think there's a chance they make a splash in the draft and get themselves a high end rookie. But if they don't, then, um, you know, Damon Harris is going to be pretty high on my redraft list and um you know he's still fairly young so he can um, do some stuff for you in dynasty for multiple years um good call there after him really starting to get you know kind of thin here um i'll mention samaj p ryan with the broncos because he got the most money per year out of these next guys a two-year uh 7.5 million dollars so actually a pretty a decent contract and just the situation with I don't think Javante Williams is going to be healthy to start the season that seems to be you know the consensus and that he's when he does come back he's probably not going to be the same guy until you know we get to 2024 so um, yeah he just absolutely shredded that knee unfortunately so it's going to take him some time to get back kind of like you know Nick Chubb had a similar injury in college and it took him you know several years to come back to full strength so um, in the meantime, if they don't draft, you know, a high end running back uh, coming up, I think Samaj Piran is in line for a good size workload and on a team that should be very productive with all that talent and Sean Payton. So, uh, yeah, he's really interesting to me. I thought he did really well when coming in for Joe Mixon. And really, there wasn't much of a drop off when he did come in. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting signing by the Broncos and he, he intrigues me. Yep. Um, I do have one guy ahead of him, but he was close to next on the list. And yeah, redraft, zero RB. Give me all the fucking Samaj P. Ryan. Like that, they start start me out with that Broncos offense that has made several moves indicating that they're going to be leaning on the, the running game. And Samaj P. Ryan is another one of these guys that every time he comes in, I mean, he has been multiple times. I looked at it like I think three or four different weeks than the RB1 on the week, mm-hmm. like more than anybody. Um, so he has that kind of upside and I don't think most people will see that or think of that. Um, and you know, because he's done it before, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do it again, but I see it as an improved situation. Um, I mean, you know, especially not having a guy like Mixon. don't get me wrong. When Javante's back, I like Javante a thousand times more, but um, you know, the fact that he very well could be the starting running back for we don't know how long, but I think we would expect three to four games at a minimum uh, is, uh, you know, very enticing. So definitely he uh, he's up there for me. I did uh, throw in uh, Deontay Foreman uh, ahead of him uh, going to the Bears. Um, obviously, they lose Montgomery. They have Khalil Herbert. And I know like you, you have been a, a big Khalil Herbert fan. I'm sure Khalil Herbert, you know, will get his fair share of touches in that. But uh, you know, I'm making no bets that, I mean, Deontay Foreman performed very, very well. And he's another one of these like ACL heroes that, uh, you know, the first part of his career was really ma- marred by, by his injury. And we finally kind of see, so seen him over the past year and a half, uh, perform really well, really well when he's been on the field. So, uh, yeah, I, another one of these things, you know, definitely could be, uh, a first and second down back to, uh, Khalil 
Herbert's more change of pace, third down type stuff. But, you know, Khalil Herbert has also proven he can run between the tackles too. But Deontay Foreman just has size and power that that uh, Khalil doesn't have. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting there to the Bears. Yeah, he would be next up on my list. Um, you know, I do expect Khalil Herbert to, to win out that job just because he's, you know, he honestly was better than Montgomery this last year when he did come in. I mean, this guy averaged 5.7 yards per carry last year. Herbert did. Um, on how many carries just a uh, 129 so i think so, yeah. that's a large enough sample to still be impressive yeah for yeah sure. and he had 731 yards on, on that so uh so yeah i mean he he ran really really well last year and you didn't you did mention he's good on third downs as well so i do think he's going to be the primary back but um yeah Devonte foreman he he could end up being the guy and um definitely has a little bit more size and stuff but um yeah i mean herbert's five nine 212 pounds he's he's pretty solid back himself so um but yeah i agree with you uh foreman was next up on my list uh coming up after him i mean we're getting to i don't know how many guys you have left that you want to talk about extensively but yeah it's getting pretty light in the pants here but um you know yeah i will say alexander madison Resigning with the Vikings just because when he does come in for Cook, he has been you know very fantasy relevant, and there's talks that they might not keep Cook or he might get traded or cut or whatnot. I've so, heard the Dolphins are interested in him, which would be pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, because the Dolphins have like just a three-headed group yeah, of yeah, yeah. boringness. Uh, right. But yeah, uh, Madison, uh, he signed you know a pretty solid deal, a two-year, seven million dollar deal, so just under what P Ryan's making with the Broncos. So. Um, yeah, it's it's a solid commitment. It's, you know, higher than you normally see for a backup running back. So, um, you know, he's he's held in pretty high regard with the Vikings. I think a lot of people you know, obviously wanted him to go to a different team and maybe be the number one back. Um, but that could still be a possibility. So, um, you know, just uh, he's he's one of the best handcuffs in the league. And at minimum, you're getting that. So. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not on my list just because, like, I, I didn't include uh, re-signs, uh, yeah. but it's good a good – it's it's, per, it's perfectly fine. It's a good name to bring up, and I do think there's enough upside there if Cook goes that, mm. yeah, he could shoot up to, like, a top 20 back pretty yeah. easily. Um, So um, the, the the last two guys that I have here on my list, I have uh, Devin Singletary to the Texans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Nate and I both agree that Damian Pierce is going to be the guy. Um, I'm not super threat. I'm actually really happy from a Damian Pierce perspective that they signed, uh, Devin Singletary. Cause I think it kind of makes me feel like, uh, they're not going to draft some kind of rookie to come in and compete with, with Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, obviously they have a lot of other uh, places they need to spend resources. Uh, that running back room actually is one of the better looking positions on their, on their team. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like, uh, Devin Singletary. I think he's an okay running back. I think he'll serve good as a change of pace. He kind of does similar style running to, um, to uh, uh, Damian Pierce, or for mm-hmm. some reason, thinking Deontay Freeman, but yeah. uh, Damian Pierce just does it much better and is much younger. Um, so uh, I don't know. Do you have the details on the the money for the deal for Singletary? Uh, I do not. It was not much. I'm pretty sure it was under two million dollars. Um, but um, but yeah, he's getting paid backup money, and uh, like you said, it was a one year deal. Right, right. And then the last guy I did just want to spend. More than just a, a, a sentence on um, is Dearness Johnson. Mm. That's a good damn running back. And he's been stuck behind two better running backs, but he got signed to the Jaguars. 
And I think he's the number two behind ETN. I mean, um, and ETN is more, I mean, I think ETN will be the, I mean, starter, mm. but uh, ETN is certainly more of the change of pace, third down back as far as his body size. But of course, I mean, I think he'll get the majority of the runs. He's much more explosive, certainly. But Deontay Foreman is a very, very efficient, good runner, uh, runs with power, uh, always falls forward. And every time he was on the field for the Browns, he has also had a um, number one overall week. Uh, in his belt. So, um, you know, he has shown pretty high upside when given the opportunity. So I am pretty interested in that. And I think it's a killer, killer late round pick because Dearness Johnson hasn't been on the field enough for people to really be too interested in him. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's uh, a really interesting signing. Yeah. I'll also mention just two last guys, um, a guy that you could probably get in just to throw in and some trades, but it's, you know, an intriguing upside, um, you know, pick is james robinson he signed a two-year deal with the patriots i'm surprised he wasn't higher for you i was waiting on him because he was yeah. lower on my list but yeah, yeah i thought no, you'd be um, excited about that yeah i i am excited by it but just you know as we've seen i've got you know somewhat of a soft spot for these achilles uh tear guys you know the recent uh i've talked all about the recent uh, developments and how they treat them but it looks like they can come back a lot stronger now um, but yeah, he'll be another year removed from that. So he should be better. And even last year, like, especially with the Jaguars, he was solid. Like he, you know, broke off some good runs. He was running with power, um, you know, didn't do hardly anything with the jets, but they also were incentivized to play him as little as possible to get better draft capital. So, um, yeah, it makes you wonder why they traded for him in the first place, but yeah, I, I'm willing to bet that he's going to have a better season. And, you know, the fact that it's a two-year deal that that's also nice. So, um, yeah, I, I could see him end up kind of having the Damian Harris role where he's, you know, the backup to Ramondre and, um, you know, getting significant work because they like to rotate guys. So, so yeah, that one intrigues me. Um, also, uh, Ronald Jones signed a one-year deal with the Cowboys. So we'll see how long that lasts if he makes it through camp, but that's the only other name I could think of. Right. And we'll get to more in-depth conversation on Ezekiel Elliott later, but obviously with him being cut from the team, uh, you know, there's Pollard there, but yeah, I mean, I, he was at the bottom of my list. Uh, I have, you know, two other guys still ahead of him, but, you know, definitely worth mentioning there. The other two guys that I'll list off here, Chase Edmonds to the Buccaneers, maybe a little bit exciting, but I expect they're going to bring in probably somebody else. Rashad White's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think Rashad White has the the clear pathway, but I mean, Chase Edmonds at one point was a very highly touted, you know, fantasy running back. Uh, with the Cardinals, but uh, just never really came to full fruition. And then Travis Homer to the Bears is the last guy. Uh, you know, obviously they also signed um, uh, De- Deontay Foreman, but with Khalil Herbert, now they have a third down specialist in Travis Homer. I really think that's their backfield going into this next year. I think they have so many other places they need to spend uh, resources that I don't expect them to bring uh, to bring anybody else in. So, uh, so yeah, just that kind of shores up my my belief that. Um, you know, De- De- Deontay and Khalil Herbert are definitely the guys to to go after. But um, yeah, that's that's it as far as fantasy relevant uh, running backs uh, signings. The anything else you want to add before we move on to the next position? No, let's talk about some wide receivers. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I will let you start out. I'm interested to see who your uh, top wide receiver signing was. Yeah, this one's really really interesting. It's hard to pick the top guy, but. Um... I will go with Jacoby Myers with the Raiders. I, I I liked him a lot with the Patriots. I think he's a good player. Uh, he got paid really well, three years, $33 million a year. 
Um, I, you know, I could definitely see some other guys on this list outperforming him, but I think he's a really safe pick and has really good upside in that offense. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he can play that kind of, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk type role, um, you know, with uh, Jimmy G, you know, kind of be the guy that can get open underneath and take some pressure off Devontae Adams. So, um, you know, with Darren Waller gone, they don't have that, you know, target to, um, you know, soak up, um, you know, pass attempts as much. So I just think Myers is going to get a lot of opportunity and I think he's going to do well with that. So, um, so yeah, I'll put him at number one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's a little bit, I had him at four, but um, there is one guy. So we're including guys that are traded here. Um, There, there is, we haven't really had anybody that's, that's been traded, but there is uh, two wide receivers uh, that are fantasy relevant that have been traded. Uh, And one of them is my number one wide receiver uh, uh, signing or changing of team, if you will. And that's DJ Moore to the bears. Um, Mm. You know, the whole thing with DJ Moore is he's never had a great quarterback like ever. And I know that some people might feel like, oh, Justin Fields doesn't throw for enough passes. I still think that's that's going to develop this year. And a guy like DJ Moore is what helps that develop. And uh, I, I I don't feel worse about him than I did at Carolina. I mean, and he always put up thousand yard seasons. Touchdowns was an issue up until this past year. He had finally broke his four touchdown curse. I think it was like three or four seasons in a row where he had exactly four touchdowns. So he's finally able to to get above that. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, he's the wide receiver one in a much improved wide receiver core. Uh, that was probably the worst wide receiver core, especially after Darnell Mooney was injured. Um, so um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited about DJ Moore. Uh, I've always kind of had him higher than you, so I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. I'm also higher on Fields than you, so I wonder if we have a, a vastly different opinion on this. Yeah, you know, including traded players, he would be number one for me just because he's obviously the most talented, but um, and he's still pretty young as well. But um, yeah, I just think his upside is quite limited being in that offense. Um, you know, I do think they're going to take a step in the right direction in the passing game, but I mean, they would have to make a giant leap uh, for him to be in a better situation than, um, you know, some of his good years with the Panthers. So um, yeah, and I would much rather have him playing with CJ Stroud next year or Bryce Young than, um, you know, with Fields. But, um, you know, I, I don't think it's like, you know, a huge negative or anything, but I do think it just limits his upside just because they don't pass nearly as much. Um, yeah, when you put it that way, I mean, I would rather him have uh, certainly Stroud. I think I'd still take Fields over Young, but, um, as far as the quarterbacks he has had in the past, would you agree that Justin Fields is the best quarterback that that he's, or at least has potential to be, I guess, you know, the, uh, but I mean, his competition is literally Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, Cam Newton, and obviously Cam Newton in his prime. I mean, that's the right answer, but not when he was playing with, not when he was playing with DJ Moore though. We'll have to see what Fields does this year, just because like, I mean, he definitely was with, quarterbacks that had better passing seasons than anything fields has shown so yeah um i mean even sam darnold uh so we'll just have to see um but yeah i mean i expect fields to throw for more than 150 yards a game but it's just a matter of how much more it is that's gonna be because that's just not a big slice of the pie when you're dividing it between you know darnell mooney and chase claypool and then they um you know they also got uh what's his face your your favorite tight end um not anymore and they signed another one but uh cole Komet, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the who they signed it a little bit but uh but yeah so it, it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out but I'm, i don't think i'm quite as high on his upside as you fair um, enough what well, you got next on your list 
yeah, this is tough, but I'm going to go with Juju Smith Schuster uh, signing with the Patriots. Uh, I just think they're in desperate need of a wide receiver like him, you know, a, a possession receiver that can you know be a consistent target. And Mac Jones definitely needs that. Uh, signed up for a pretty good amount of money, you know, three year, uh, almost $26 million with 16 million guaranteed. So um, should be sticking around there for a good long while. And I think he's going to make a great weapon for their offense. So um, yeah, I like that signing a lot by the Pats. They sure can't draft wide receivers, so they better sign some. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, you had you had Jacoby Myers above him, but the Patriots could have kept Jacoby Myers. They got identical contracts, actually. Um, I'm not sure what the Patriots offered um Jacoby Myers, if if anything, maybe they just let him walk. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, he actually tweeted something after they they signed Juju Smith Schuster. Um you know, said, oh, it's a cold world or something. So that leads me to believe they didn't offer him what they gave uh, Juju. So the Patriots believe that Juju's an upgrade at slot receiver. I tend to agree, but I admit it's close. Um, but yeah, no, I did have Juju a spot higher. Um, I, I think uh, that that is, and for Mac Jones, I mean, they still need to add someone else, but you know, they got picked 14 or 15. I think they might go receiver there and maybe they can get a big body guy like QJ. And uh, that would be a really good compliment uh, to uh, Juju and QJ is definitely, um, you know, a, a much improved wide receiver core from where they were at last year for Mac Jones. Yep. No, I definitely agree. Um, so yeah, my, my next guy here, uh, sorry about that is uh, Brandon cooks, Brandon cooks with the Cowboys. And if we're going dynasty, there is one or two other players I might put above him, but in redraft next year, Sign me up for Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver too. Uh, with with Dak Prescott, uh, you might say, "Oh, but Ceedee Lamb's there." Yeah, Ceedee Lamb's going to be the number one receiver. But how many times do we see good quarterbacks? Nate and I went through it. I think out of the top twenty receivers, like there was like six pairs of mm -hmm. two receivers on the same team. And I absolutely believe Brandon Cooks and CJ uh, 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 Ceedee Lamb mm -hmm. uh, can be two top twenty four receivers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about cooks and redraft in dynasty. I still think he'll be discounted. He always is discounted. Like, um, and, and, you know, I think he'll have a good season provided he can stay healthy. Uh, he's also pretty much like fresh because he didn't play last year much. So, um, you know, I, I'm pretty excited about the, uh, Brandon cooks to the Cowboys. I think that's a, that's a really good signing or that was a trade by them. That was a trade by them. Uh, that, mm -hmm. that wasn't a trade. They, I think it was a third or fourth or something. It was actually pretty low capital, mm -hmm. but obviously they took on his contract and that's what the Texans were really looking for. So, um, so yeah, very excited about that signing. Yep. No, I am too. I think that's great. He's produced everywhere he's gone. So, uh, and he's about to go in a much better situation than he has been the past couple of years. So, um, like that a lot. This next one's tough for me. Um, you know, if, if we're talking dynasty, I guess I'll have to go with the younger guy, and that's uh, Alan Lazard going to the Jets. Um, got signed to way more money than I thought he would, you know, four-year, $44 million, um, coming off his best season ever. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, kind of assuming that Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. He's going to have familiarity with him, and he should be, you know, the wide receiver two for that team behind Garrett Wilson. So, um, yeah, wide receiver two for an Aaron Rodgers team. That's you know very enticing. Hopefully that is what happens. But um, yeah, so I, I just think the amount of money they gave him, it's clear he's going to be a big part of their offense. So um, he should be, I believe, 28 this next season. So, um, so yeah, still, still plenty of tread left on the tires. So I will put him up next. 
watch Aaron Rodgers do his Aaron Rodgers thing and make him the wide receiver one ever Garrett Wilson because it's his buddy. But anyways, um, no, yeah, no, I'm 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 excited about the Alan Lazard uh, uh, signing too. I did have one guy above him, however, and it's the guy that he replaced. Um, another trade has happened, and uh, Elijah Moore has been traded from the Jets. Oh yeah, to the Browns for a second. Uh, well, uh, the the Browns received Elijah Moore and a third, and they traded away their second round pick. So, mm-hmm. um, basically, the you know the Jets took him for a round trade up and uh or sold him for a round trade up so not mm-hmm. much value at all for a guy that they drafted in the second round um very good for the browns i'm excited i mean the 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 little bit of ember of fandom that still burns in me for the browns is very excited for this uh, amari cooper is is obviously the alpha there but here's the thing uh you got dpj who is a great outside receiver but does not work in the slot so elijah moore has that slot position for deshaun watson who obviously is either going to be a huge bounce back back candidate this year or he's going to be the worst signing of all time so we'll be interested to see how that turns out but um yeah definitely i think on paper deshaun watson way better than any quarterback Elijah Moore has ever had. And obviously Elijah Moore had a top 20 season his rookie year. So has shown tremendous upside. And uh, yeah, I think this was a great move from the Browns. It's the second time in a row, second year in a row, they've made a wide receiver acquisition that is just chef's kiss. Yeah, no, they got Amari Cooper for a steal last year. Um, yeah, I keep forgetting about the traded players, you know, including him. I would put him above Lazard and Brandon Cooks um, just because mm-hmm. of the youth, because of the upside. And I think he's going to a situation where he can flourish. So, um, yeah, I like that mention a lot. Uh, next up for me will be Mr. Adam Thielen signing a three-year deal for $25 million with the Panthers. Uh, I would just really love this for, you know, a rookie quarterback coming in. He's a dependable guy, knows every trick in the book and can basically be, you know, a, a second offensive coordinator on the field to help things move along. So, yeah, I expect them to add, you know, some youth and upside uh, opposite him. But, um, you know, having Thielen as your wide receiver, too, I still think he can be very productive in that role. So I like this a lot for him. Well, and he might be wide receiver one by yeah. necessity, you know. Yeah. Um, and look, I, another thing I'm excited about this for is uh, my Terrence Marshall shares that I still possess because I can't compare <laughs> them to anybody. And, um, you know, I do think that getting a veteran receiver like this in the room uh, will help him, his development. And there's been talks that they're really high on him this offseason and expect him to have a, a bigger increased role. Um, obviously they don't have much else choice. I think the only other guy they have right now is shy Smith. So definitely they'll add some guys in the draft, Mm. but, um, and maybe they can get a second round pick that can compete with Adam Thielen for that number one spot. Mm. But, uh, I would probably project Thielen to be, uh, his team's number one receiver this year. Um, unless, you know, they make a trade acquisition or something like that. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. And yeah, he was next on my list as well. And yeah, to be fair, I agree with you. If we were talking dynasty, I had that. That's why I mentioned with Brandon cooks, uh, I would have him above a, a, a Brandon cooks and, um, and Alan Lazard as well. So, uh, yeah. So the next guy on my list, I hate to bring him up because I'm stealing one of your like all time loves, but uh, I think Robert Woods to the Texans is a very similar move to Adam Thielen to the Panthers. You get a nice veteran receiver in there uh, to help the rook- incoming rookies and young guys that they have. Nico Collins is there. Um, and, you know, of course, coming in for the quarterback, uh, it's, it's uh, whatever, whoever, whether it's Young or Stroud or if they drafted someone else. Um, 
you know, I think it's it's a good settling move. Uh, and you know, obviously they still have Mechie, who uh I, I did you did you tell me there was a report that he's expected to like be able to play or has there yeah, apparently he's been training with the team and stuff like that, and they said he looks better physically now than he did, you know, before he had the diagnosis. So um there's been a lot of positive news about him. There's no like utter confirmation, but I think their GM said they expect him to like, you know, be playing next year. So Okay. Well, sounds then, like yeah, he's that, on the white be... track. That'd be great. Honestly, I think Nico Collins, John Mechie, and and Robert Woods, it's not an incredible wide receiver core, but it's a solid mm. little group that if you can add one, you know, real alpha receiver to, then then I think you got a really good uh, wide receiver core there for your rookie quarterback. So yeah, I expect, I won't say I expect, but I think it's very possible that the Texans, they have a number 12 pick as long as uh, – along with the number two pick, they very well could go quarterback and then receiver. And and really we're looking at this offense in a completely different light uh, than we were uh, coming in. And, and even now kind of thinking, oh, the Texans are a bad landing spot. I'm not too sure. They made a couple of good acquisitions and there's one more we still have to get into with the tight ends as well. So um, yeah, I, I like Robert Woods as a signing for them. Yep, yep, uh, they, paid him. Be... they paid him too. Yeah, they paid him well. Him and, Thielen, him and Thielen got paid. I think it's both of them got like ten million or or eleven million. Um, uh, yeah, Woods, maybe not Woods. Uh, Woods well, he, he he did he, uh, over two years. He got ten million guaranteed and fifteen million total. Um, so yeah, pretty solid money for him. Um, yeah, and I think Thielen did get eleven million a year. Uh, I have him at three year twenty five million total okay so a little bit less than that but uh still i mean he's making more than woods is but woods still did solid for himself Um, yeah i guess it's more like eight and a half or something a year mm, but uh still uh definitely good for both of them um yeah no woods you know he is a little bit older he's 30 years old right now but uh you know he is going to be another year removed from that acl injury he had you know at the end of the season with the rams so i you know i think he could actually you know physically improve you know despite the age and um yeah like you said i think it's a good situation for them uh, and he could definitely end up being you know their wide receiver too um you know even, even assuming they bring in a high end rookie um i think he can be wide receiver too there for them at least to start the season so um and like you said with Thielen, he could end up being the wide receiver one out of necessity so um yeah very interesting there and uh yeah should have better quarterback play than he had last year just cuz the Titans offense and Tannehill were just off and Tannehill was injured half the time. So, um, yeah. So I, I like you mentioned there, uh, next up for me, I like Nicole Hardman going to the jets, uh, signed a one-year deal literally right after, uh, the trade was announced for Elijah Moore sending him to the Browns. So, and, uh, up to $6.5 million this deal is worth. So, um, you know, it's only a one-year deal, but, uh, Miko can be an absolute field stretcher and, uh, you know, especially in best ball leagues playing with Aaron Rodgers, I could see him having some upside in this offense. So, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, we're getting to the point where we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel now, but, uh, he, he does intrigue me. Yeah. Uh, that he intrigues me as well. Um, I did have one guy above him and that is maybe a little bit of homerism, but I think there's an opportunity despite the lack of quarterback <laughs> or at least a good one. And that's Matt Collins coming to the Falcons. Um, he has had moments of greatness and he's, a, we have like the biggest, <laughs> like, I mean, with him Pitts and Drake London, like just three Goliath monster men playing receiver. So it's, it's kind of fun. At least if death and Ritter, Ritter's inaccurate, he has receivers with large catch 
match radiuses that can uh, help make up for that. So I do like the Matt Collins signing. I expect him to be wide receiver too. Still the third option on the offense and still the third option for uh, what I don't think will be a good quarterback. So, um, you know, I'm not riding, you know, home. I, I mean, I think it's probably a lateral move compared to where it was at with the Raiders, but there could be increased opportunity. Um but yeah, I'm not not we are scraping the bottom of the barrel here. So if you'd like, if there's anybody else you want to mention, go ahead. But if not, I'll read through. There's like seven more names uh, that I'll just read through real quick. You can read through the names. There's nobody left that I really care to mention. Um, I, I just will say just the way Arthur Smith is building this Falcons team, just keep getting bigger and bigger at the wide receiver positions and tight end and adding Johnu Smith. It just it seems like they're just going to go out there and run 12 personnel and try to just out physical defenses and just run the ball down your throat and that being said i do love algier but i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the falcons are looking at Bijan at number eight overall wow i i don't think it's gonna happen but i just arthur smith i i have a feeling he wants his derrick henry and Algier is very good, but Bijan is a whole other level. And uh, if they got him, he could really just commit to the run and using, I mean, Mac Hollins is a giant receiver that can really block and lay cornerbacks out. Drake London, the same thing we know about pits and stuff. So yeah, it's, um, I don't know, man. I think it's a possibility. Like on one hand, I'd love it if it happened, but I also wouldn't love it because of the scrutiny that we face for taking a running back at eight. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see us getting a running back with one of our two second round picks. Yep. Um, you know, and we could get a really solid one. We get Charbonnet in there and I'm mm. I'm pretty excited. And yep. I think Charbonnet is probably a closer uh Henry style runner. I mean, not to say that I wouldn't prefer mm. Bijan, but yeah, uh, you know, definitely as far as if we're looking for the him finding his Henry, I think Charbonnet is a great candidate for that. So I'm holding out a little bit more hope for that, but I like the situation you're building. And if it did happen. I wouldn't be mad. I'd like in the moment I'd be excited, but then I'd have to hear like all the mock drafts gives us give us Fs or we all the no analysts give us Fs and all this shit. So yeah, yeah I, it's it's like it'd be a headache. Maybe we could trade back and like get him at like fifteen or sixteen or something like that. So maybe if there's still a quarter, oh, okay, here it is. Quarterback <laughs> still available. Quarterback still available. The no. uh, we wouldn't do it with the Bucks. The Commanders at fifteen trade up for. Will Levis. Will Levis. Yeah. And then boom. Like we get we get pick 15, Bijan there. That's that's Bijan that. goes at 12 or something, and then we're left shaking. But we our probably hands do need Ed Drescher. You're probably you're probably right. We probably yeah, need they, that's what they probably do. Well, this isn't a Falcons podcast. Uh yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> Sorry, just I, I just do reading the tea leaves, I do think they are setting up it's to possible. Be... It's it's something I haven't considered that maybe I should we should consider. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, well, I just um, no, no matter who they draft i just think they are gearing up to be a very run heavy offense just with what they're building over there so just whoever it is is probably going to get a lot of touches so um but please uh, tell us the rest of the receivers who we might should know about absolutely if there was one more name i would talk about it would be paris campbell to the giants but they also resigned like every other receiver they have yeah. there so it's just kind of a clusterfuck so i don't i didn't feel like i could spend too much time on him but paris campbell to the giants Isaiah McKenzie to the Colts, somewhat interesting. Could be a good little plot receiver there. Um, Trent Sherfield to the Bills. Um, he's a great returnman, and he also made some really good plays for the 49ers when their wide receiver core was depleted. 
Um, so somewhat interesting there. Uh, obviously, landing with Josh Allen and the Bills doesn't hurt. They still kind of need that somebody to come fill that wide receiver two role. I don't think it's going to be him, but the opportunity's there. Yep. Uh, Zach Pascal going to the Cardinals. Eh. Deontay Hardy, formerly Deontay, what was his name? He was like a fantasy superstar for like two weeks. I have no idea who this is. Okay, Deontay Hardy uh, was also signed to the Bills. Um, I'm going to have to look up his former name because he had a, uh, yeah, he was like, a, he played for the Saints. And uh, when Michael Thomas went out the the like two years ago, like everybody thought he was going to be like a fantasy darling for like two weeks and then he sucked. But um, I'll look it up. Anyway, <laughs> he really signed with the building Bills. the case for him here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just listing the transactions at this point. I'm not excited about any of these guys. Braxton Berrios going to Miami. Who Noah Brown to the Texans. So adding even more depth to that, uh, that wide receiver. <laughs> like these are all cut <laughs> candidates. <laughs> yeah, no, they absolutely are. And lastly, Philip Dorsett going to the Raiders, Jimmy G gaining another elite option along with Jacoby. Myers. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, we're, we're talk for a second. You just maybe touch on one or two guys that interest you there. So I can figure out Deontay Hardy's former name. Uh, there are almost none. I mean, Isaiah McKenzie with the Colts somewhat interests me. The rest of them, I I legit think are cut candidates. Um, but uh, but yeah, McKenzie he could make an intriguing option with the Colts. Deontay Harris. Oh, I do know is who that, that is. Yes, yes. He <laughs> changed his last. He changed his last name, and the reason was uh, I actually read about it like a year ago. His stepfather adopted him, no. and his like birth father wasn't in his real life, so he changed his name do his stepfather's name so that's a good reason that's all good but yeah so deontay hair formerly deontay harris changed his name to deontay hardy in 2021 and is now with the bills but yeah do you remember when he was like a fantasy darling for like two weeks do you remember what i'm talking about now i may remember him being like a waiver wire ad it was preseason and everybody was like oh he's gonna be the wide receiver one on the saints like um anyways all right we'll move, I do this remember is, it a little bit but that i i never i can say i never bought into that luckily yeah i, yeah, I might have had a share but yeah no, I'm, I'm not too much all right let's move on that was way too much time on deontay hardy but um all right uh tight ends tight ends there's actually some pretty exciting tight end movement um it's a deeper list than most tight end list of anything are. So mm-hmm. uh that's that's fun uh but yeah i will start us out and i think the most Exciting was a trade, and that trade was Darren Waller going to the Giants. And with that ragtag group of receivers, he really might be the. I mean, uh, this is a, a move, a step up. I mean, for me, uh, I think. I mean, obviously, there's no Devonte Adams for him to be the number two. With he might still end up being a number two target. I don't know. Maybe one of these other guys. I mean, Sterling Shepard has shown you know flashes when he's healthy. He just never is. Honestly, none of their guys are ever healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Darius Slayton, same thing. But um, but yeah, you know, I think he very well could be the number one receiving target on his team. And there's very few tight ends to feel that way about. So um, I'm excited excited about Waller um I think he'll maybe come at a discount because people are tired of him he hasn't been healthy the past couple years and hasn't really performed to the way that he's been drafted but um you know I think this is this represents an opportunity for improvement of course assuming health and all that yep no I like that a lot he's also the only big target on a team full of smaller receivers because 
the Giants decided to cut Mr. Kenny Galladay, um, which deservedly so. He, I don't know if he is the worst free agent signing ever, but he's definitely he in the running. He's, he's it, it, it's the most it's the most for the least production it is yeah, yeah that's it, fantastic wide receiver wide receiver wide wide receiver wise yeah but. i'm trying to remember i think uh um there was a defensive lineman like a decade or so ago that got signed to a mega contract and that just was absolutely useless but uh no as far as a wide receiver he was absolutely I think terrible he got paid a million and a half dollars per catch or something like that yeah he, he too bad he didn't catch more <laughs> uh yeah um well, it would have gone down if he i more. know it was a joke okay sorry, um, sorry. Yeah. I, ruined it. <laughs> I understand how math works uh <laughs> yeah but uh you know waller <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> well you see <laughs> all right sorry continue your thoughts on waller God, Jesus. If the, not, if the denominator changes. Um, no, uh, Darren Waller, uh, he's, uh, like you said, he was, traded, he was traded for a third round pick, so still has solid value there. And uh, like I said, the only, you know, big target on the team full of smaller guys, and I think he still has a ton of upside. He just needs to stay healthy. But, um, yeah, I agree. That's the most interesting ad so far for this position. Uh, I'm also intrigued by Hayden Hurst signing with the Panthers. He got a pretty solid deal, a uh, three year, uh, $22 million with 13 million guaranteed. So he, he'll be another good pass catching weapon for that offense. And uh, yeah, he's one of the more athletic tight ends in the league. So I think, you know, the absence of, you know, more dominant pass catchers on that team could lend itself to his favor. So um, yeah, he's a very interesting ad for me uh, this offseason. I think his stock has um, risen somewhat. Just because with the Bengals, he was like completely outshined by like three or four other wide receivers, whereas now he can be, you know, a bigger fish in a smaller pond, as it were. So, yeah, he comes at the number two tight end uh, change for me. Yeah, I agree. He was third on my list. I agree. It's it's interesting. Um, I'm just tired of being like hyped by hating Hearst. Like he was a either a first or second round pick uh, to Baltimore and then he came to the Falcons and was supposed to be a guy for us and that was a disappointment and then he went to the Bengals and had a couple of good games but you know I, I'm ready to see it I definitely think this represents an opportunity but I'm starting to grow weary of Mr. Hurst there but um fair enough uh don't, don't blame you at all for having a number two I'm going to set you up a little bit here uh, I want you to, to uh, guess who you might think the answer would be there's three tight ends who have had 500 yards and five touchdowns the past three seasons yeah, uh, do you, do you want to give a shot at naming him? Um, I mean, one of them is definitely Travis Kelsey. Yes. Uh, yeah. The first two are obvious. I'll give you that. I'll I'll give you that. Uh, honestly, yeah, I'll, I'll so say George. Kelsey. I'll say George Kittle. I don't feel confident in that at all, but I'll say George Kittle. I feel like Zach Ertz is a sneaky answer for this as well, but I also feel like you're leading me to Dalton Schultz. So I'll say him. Yes, I am leading you to Dalton Schultz. It is Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Oh yeah. What, a, what the fuck did I think of Mark? Yeah. Andrews? Right, right. No worries. No worries. And Dalton Schultz. So I put you on the spot there. You, you, you perform valiantly. Uh, but no, that, when I heard that stat, I was very, I kind of took a step back and said, wow, I think, you know, that's now part of that is injury of guys like mm -hmm. George Kittle and guys like mm -hmm. Darren Waller. It's not that he's the third best tight end in the league, but that does kind of put him in a class. I don't think he's thought of that way. And I think he's in maybe a tier above where we might see him as a fantasy community. Me and you have both expressed being lower on him. Um, you know, he's not an incredible athlete. I think last season, you know, we were both lower on him and Dawson Knox. We were right on Dawson Knox. Probably should have, you know, stuck with Schultz. But uh, him going to the Houston Texans, I think, is is a 
really, really good move for them. And uh, it, obviously it was a good deal because anybody that goes to the Texans has to get paid a lot or they're not coming. So, um, you know, I think uh, that's really exciting to me. And I think that's awesome for just some short area targets and a little bit of run after catch and a red zone threat because he was a very capable red zone threat for the for the Cowboys uh, for, you know, insert quarterback that comes. Mm. Nope, I agree with you there. He'd be next up for me. Um, yeah, he's uh, – I think his deal is uh, – it's only one year, but it's worth up to $9 million. So, yeah, they definitely, you know, enticed him with the dollar bills on that one. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he has a breakout year, then he possibly could get a, you know, a solid three-year deal or something, kind of like Hayden Hurst got, but bigger um, and, um, you know, in a good situation. So, yeah, uh, very intriguing with him. Um, I'm, I'm struggling with this next – group of guys um here it is a big teardrop after the first three for sure yeah and uh um you know what I'll, I'll just go with the youth and upside here um i'll go with hunter long being traded to the rams i you know i actually thought hunter Long was a pretty good tight end coming out in his draft class and these guys tend to you know take a while to get into the groove of things and actually develop as tight ends so um yeah i, I think just go to the rams Tyler Higby is, you know, getting older and kind of breaking down and stuff now. And I do think long, you know, he's, he lives up to his name. He's a very, you know, he's got a very big catch radius. He's, you know, can go up and high point the ball and uh, yeah, he's an athletic guy as well. So uh, I could see a situation where he ends up being more of the receiving option at tight end for that offense. So um, yeah, I, it's, he's a guy that I'd be trying to get, you know, thrown in at the end of a trade just for cheap and, you know, banking on him, you know, turning into something. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they traded him for Jalen Ramsey, basically, in like a fifth-round draft pick, so clearly they mm. value him a lot. No, obviously that was the contract. But uh, I don't know, man. He's lower on my list. I mean, um, I, I I agree that there's an opportunity there, but, yeah, I just haven't seen anything uh, in there. You know, admittedly, none of these other guys really jump off the page, and he very well could end up being the guy. But, uh, yeah, definitely have him, a couple of guys ahead of him. But – uh, next, I'm going to have Johnny Smith. Um, I understand, you know, Kyle Pitts is there and oh, but I still think Johnny Smith is going to be, you know, like you said, 12 personnel. I think he'll obviously be blocking, but I think he'll get some targets. I think he'll get uh, touchdowns annoyingly as as Kyle Pitts has not been able to get a lot of touchdowns. Um, and, you know, obviously he's worked with Arthur Smith before and w- had his best seasons uh, with Arthur Smith. So um, I, I, Still in on pits. I'm not scared off, but I do think there's room in this offense in particular, as you mentioned, kind of what it looks like they're doing to have two fantasy valuable tight ends. Now, are we going to have two top 12 tight ends? No, but, um, you know, I still think that, you know, with the rest of these guys, there's guys that have higher upside, but I feel like safest kind of with him uh, coming in uh, next on this list. You're on mute. Good call. Uh, yeah, you have him a touch higher than me, but uh, yeah, I don't, not a whole lot to disagree with there. I th- do think he's a good receiving tight end, but he's just kind of not in a good quarterback situation. And obviously Kyle Pitts is there. So um, I think that's definitely going to limit him. A guy that I think has a bit more upside and can do more for you. It would be Mike Gusecki signing with the Patriots. Uh, you know, he's definitely a receiving tight end. You know, he's one of the more athletic um, guy. He's basically just a big wide receiver. But, uh, yeah, I think the Patriots are still searching. They want to run that two tight end set. And, uh, you know, John o. Smith didn't quite work out for him. I think they see Gasecki as maybe a little bit of an upgrade. 
So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how they deploy him. But, you know, like I said, he's basically a big wide receiver, and I'd expect them to use him uh, in that kind of way. Yeah, it's interesting because, honestly, Hunter Henry is like that exact same style. He's still there, right? Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry? Yep. Yep. Yeah, but he's like the same style. He's like not really a blocking tight end. He's more of a, like, receiving specialist tight end. Um, so, yeah, that's interesting that they have both of those guys there. But, again, adding more pass-catching weapons. I've always been higher on Gesicki than Consistus. I'm personally not thrilled by this move, but he was next on my list. And I think, honestly, maybe you're right. I probably should have him above Johnny. I might have let my Falcons fandom cloud my judgment there. But, but you know, I don't think it's too far off either way. Um, Next on my list and getting close to the end of the guys um, I really want to touch on um, is Robert Tunyon, another guy that I've consistently been higher on. Uh, he's going to the Bears. So here's the thing. There's Cole Komet there, and I've also been consistently high on Cole Komet, as you mentioned earlier. So, um, you know, Robert Tunyon has always been very athletic. I mean, he's had uh, at least one season, I remember, had an insane touchdown uh, number and kind of has regressed since then. But, um, you know, I, I, I think this is another weapon for Hertz, and I'm somewhat interested, but, you know, he's, he's definitely still outside, like, my top 15 tight ends, which, you know, is definitely in the not-too-interesting zone. So um, I have one more guy to mention. If there's anybody else you want to mention, you can go ahead, but uh, if not, I'll read off the, the last couple of names. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can just go ahead and mention the last two guys that I have, and it's, um you know, Austin Hooper signed a one-year deal with the Raiders for uh, close to $3 million, so – um, you know, there's a chance he can kind of take over and, be, and play that Darren Waller role there. Uh, they also brought in O.J. Howard, who is a much more athletic tight end, hasn't ever you know quite lived up to his first round billing. But uh, there's no lack of athletic upside there. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they can squeeze a little bit more production out of him. So um, I would expect Hooper to win that job, but it's you know far from a certainty. So that's an interesting tight end battle that we'll have. And, you know, they could be, bring in a rookie as well in a deep class. Yep, uh, those are the last two guys on my list. And, I mean, I think one of these guys is going to be a starting tight end, a fantasy valuable tight end. I don't know which one to choose because one is old and his best days are past him. Well, I guess you could say that about both of them possibly. But one of them hasn't had his best days yet, and there's just been this alluring upside, obviously, in O.J. Howard that's never came to fruition. So uh, I'm not, like, jumping at the bits for either of them, but, like, if you want to late, want to wait super late, and you know take a couple of uh tight ends late that you might be might be nice to double up on these guys and just pick the you know drop the one that that is getting the ball less and getting less opportunity um after a couple of weeks so um i don't know uh somewhat interesting but yeah a couple more names just to read off here josh oliver signed a fat contract dude like more than saquon for uh for the vikings he must be like a really good blocking tight end or some shit because must be he hadn't done shit else. Um, Jordan Akins, excuse me, Jordan Akins, formerly with uh, the Texans, uh, is now with the Browns. Um, you know, I still expect uh, David Njoku to, to be there, but he has had injury issues recently. Um, so, you know, maybe Jordan Akins, you know, could end up, he's had some good fantasy games. Uh, could be interesting. And Chris Manhurts, um, who's a very, very good blocking tight end, but last year was the first year for the Jets that he kind of had some pass catching showmanship happen or just happen pass catching in general happen and uh, he got signed to the broncos broncos kind of have an interesting tight end room but that's kind of just the last one to mention there that 
has potential to be fantasy relevant. So if you got anything else to add to the tight ends, we'll 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 say it now. And if not, we'll talk on uh, these last uh, six or seven guys that uh, haven't fallen to a team but are still worth talking about. No, I think uh, we've exhausted the tight end stuff. So let's uh, mention the guys that are left to sign and see who's interesting from that group. Yes. So let's start out. And uh, I'd like to start out with Lamar Jackson. You know, um, it's there's been some crazy news recently that like some person that supposedly represented him but didn't represent him was calling teams. And there's, you know, basically said you can't do that. And uh, now he's come out and said he doesn't want fully guaranteed when it was pre- previously reported he didn't. So there's just been a lot of crazy. But it's also been reported that he said he does not want to play for the Ravens. So, you know, that leads us down the road of, oh, well, if they don't trade him, is he going to sit? Is he going to lose money to make a point? Um, it, it, it could get ugly. So I think a trade is looking more likely, and there should be several teams that are interested. Uh, it seemed like there wasn't at first, but since we have heard some tricklings of three or four teams that might be dipping their hat and seeing what, what they can do um, for Lamar. But, yeah, what are your would you put it more – would you bet more on that he stays with the with the Ravens and plays for him? Would you bet more on they have some crazy holdout situation, or do you think he's going to end up getting traded this offseason? Honestly, anything's on the table. I, I think the most likely thing is he ends up playing for the Ravens. Um, that tends to be how these things end up, at, you know, working out. Um, even if they threaten to sit out, normally it's you know they sit out training camp and then it's very quickly. All right, it's game time. We, we get on the field. So. Um, you know, it's rare that we've seen a full year long holdout. And honestly, the ones that we've seen haven't worked out well for the players. I mean, Deshaun Watson was rusty last year after sitting out, um, you know, against the Texans. Le'Veon Bell famously sat out and uh, was never the same afterward. So, um, yeah, I just, um, you know, it, the best thing for his future is is to play. And I think the most likely scenario is him playing with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, um, I Agree with most of that. Um, but yeah, I'll let you uh, touch on the next guy. Um, yeah, well, do you, you might not have the same list as me, but I know there's one other quarterback we've talked about a couple times that I'll let you go ahead and take the lead on. Yeah, I'll mostly let you run through the list. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is the big one and we all expect him to go to the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets and the Packers expect that as well. It's just a matter of who blinks first and who gives in to, you know, trade demand. So um, I basically think that's all that's holding it up right now. I do think it's going to happen. The Jets have gone way too far down this road to turn back now, so they're going to end up folding no matter what. So I think the to be fair, that- all they've done is – I mean, they don't have a quarterback, but all they've done is sign Alan Lazard otherwise. Yeah, but it's it's the fact that all you know the other worthy quarterbacks have all been signed elsewhere, and they you know they've kind of put all their chips in this basket, so they're they're going to have to pay the piper and get it done so um and the packers realized that you know Derek carr and jimmy g and all them getting signed was the best thing that could happen to them so um but uh but yeah so i think that's obviously the next big name up and i think we actually have a development on that with the elijah moore trade i wouldn't be surprised if that new second round pick that they've acquired uh is factored in now so that they don't have to uh, we've heard the hold up is the packers want a first and they don't want to give it um, so maybe now they can throw in a second to another offer that they have uh, that they just acquired. And uh, yeah, I think that that could end up maybe the Elijah Moore move 
was to get the the capital to to get Rodgers. So um, we'll see if that's the case, but I definitely think that's a possibility. Uh, well, next up on the list, we have Mr. Ezekiel Elliott cut from the Cowboys. Um, so uh, earlier today, there was a list put out um, of apparently teams that were interested in him. However, now there's a report that it's just a wish list of teams that Zeke would like to play for. So either these teams are interested in him or Zeke is interested in them, but uh, it's the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets. Those were the three, um, all three of those. Maybe the Bengals seems like the best fit, but you know, definitely in the Eagles and the Jets cases, it seems like I mean, he could play behind Brees, I guess, and be a good good RB2. Um, but, yeah, it just seems like not the best fit for him. So, yeah, thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, you know, maybe out of those landing spots or any other landing spot you think he he could end up? Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles are is just as good as any of them, just with their offensive line and stuff and, you know, Rashad Penny's injury history and stuff. I, I think Zeke could be a solid, um, you know, first and second down workhorse for them. So, uh, if he ended up with them, I'd be very intrigued. You know, the Bengals, you know, I, if, if they got him, I would expect that they're moving on from Mixon. So that would be interesting. Um, yeah. The Jets obviously would be the worst of those, but you know, if Brees, you know, starts off the season slower, isn't quite his, his normal self coming back from the knee injury. Um, I could definitely see them wanting to bring in a guy to help, you know, keep Brees from having to carry the full workload while he's still working himself back. So um, I think that would be Zeke's role. If, if he did get signed to the Jets. Yeah, I can say one thing. It's going to be weird watching Ezekiel Elliott play for any team that isn't the Cowboys, for mm-hmm. sure. That'll be a, a just kind of a shock for their first couple of games. Um, well, a couple more running backs. Um, Leonard Fournette from the Bucks still out there on the market. I haven't really heard any news on teams that are interested or anything like that, but, um, you know, still needs to be signed. Uh, another one is Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to worry about Kareem Hunt. Like, honestly... I thought he would demand a, a market, you know, and mm. I mean, right now the kind of the running backs are saturated. We have a good class coming in, so that probably plays into it, but very surprised that he's still out there on free agency. So yeah, uh, just what are your thoughts on those two running backs uh, before we close it out with a couple of receivers here? Yeah. I mean, you could have a situation with those guys that they just decide to, I mean, especially with Hunt where he just decides to wait, you know, all the way until preseason until, you know, some injuries happen and camp and, you know, in the preseason games. And then he goes and signs with the team. So it could be a long time before he gets signed. I hope not. But, um, you know, we could be waiting around to get an answer on that for a while. Um, You know, the Browns definitely reduced his touches a hell of a lot last year. So I don't know if that's because he was asking for a trade and whatnot or if they just legitimately thought he, he didn't quite have it anymore. But um yeah i mean he's obviously he's no nick chubb but uh you know i kind of expected him to be signed by now yeah no definitely same here um a couple of uh wide receivers before we close out uh this uh rather long episode but we had to get all this stuff in obviously free agency is super important to the dynasty landscape so Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot of movement so uh we appreciate you guys for sticking in and listening last two wide receivers here we got odell beckham still not signed uh, there was several teams that like his um he put on I mean it's not a pro day but basically like ran routes against air for people um and so yeah I, I mean I expect him to um be signed I think he's just asking we've heard that he wants 12 mil and I don't think that's gonna happen so I think he just needs to come down on his price a little but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one of these eight nine million dollar a year deals and maybe he can sign a one year deal for a little bit higher than like maybe like a one year 10 11 million but I think that's uh, maybe he's looking for a little bit more years and a little bit higher pay and 
uh, eventually he might have to back down from that a little bit. But uh, I think a team that he's definitely the best receiver left, and there's several teams that could use an Odell Beckham. Yep, no, I, I I agree with that. I'm not. I don't think I'm quite as high on Beckham as yeah. Not that you're high on him, but I've I've been a bit lower on him since uh, right, right. You know he's left the Rams and whatnot, but. Uh, but yeah, he, he when he's fully healthy, I still think he can produce and be fantasy relevant. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up if he ends up somewhere. Um, yeah, who who else you got? Last guy on the list here. I just got DJ Shark. I do think he's worth it. So he uh, was talked about possibly and still could go to the Carolina Panthers and kind of uh, be their second wide receiver signing. I think that would be a great place for him to land. But um, you know, he has shown fantasy upside in the past. Um, you know, did. I had a game or two last year, but didn't do too much with the Lions. Um, and uh, especially once Jamison Williams was back. So, uh, yeah, I still think there's possibility that he could sign to a good situation and see his fantasy value kind of skyrocket. Yep, I agree. Good call there. Um, we also need to mention another quarterback that's on the free agent market. Mr. Cam Newton coming out uh, at yes. Auburn's Pro Day and throw, throwing the old pigskin around. So, I don't think anything will come of it, but it, it would be interesting to see him uh, if he did get signed somewhere. I've heard some stuff about him going to the Lions, possibly. But, um, yeah, I mean, the last we saw of Cam Newton, he, his arm was completely washed. But maybe some time away, you know, rejuvenates it and he can play for like six games and be relevant. But, uh, but yeah. I no, can I say this about Cam. I think he would be a backup quarterback in the league right now if yeah. he wasn't. And it's not even that I don't think that he's a jerk to the quarter. Like, I think like, um, you know, like in the Patriots, when when uh, they sat him for Mac Jones, he didn't uh, seem to be, you know, a dick about it or anything. But he's just such a large personality. And so like even at his pro day or like the video before his pro day, he was like, why are these NFL teams signing in bums? And it's just yeah. like, I get it. Like it's your personality. And I'm honestly, he's been an entertaining character throughout my childhood. And, and mm-hmm. despite the fact he played for the Panthers, I'd rather like him. But um, I just think that like, if he toned it down a little bit, he would absolutely be a backup quarterback. Like he should be. It's just that like, you know, there's been the, the Patriots cut him because they felt like he pretty much like, I mean, there were players that still wanted him to be the quarterback over Mac Jones. And he, there were, he created tension in the locker room, not necessarily by intention, but just by his, uh, I mean, he's a leader. He he's a, he's an outspoken boisterous leader. And a lot of times when that's your backup quarterback, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. And I think more than anything, he's um, he hasn't reached the point of like accepting being a backup. He, you know, whatever team he's on, he believes he's the starting quarterback. Like he's the best quarterback yeah. on that team. Uh, that's one of honestly been one of his best traits throughout his career is just being incredibly confident in himself. But um, at this point, I just I just don't think he's that guy. And it seems like the NFL agrees. But I agree if he was willing to take, you know, a pay cut and be, you know, more of a backup role player. Um, I do think he'd be signed already. I don't I don't remember. But I don't think he was paid shit by the Patriots. Like, I think I don't know if money's the issue. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. But we'll see. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year. He, he ends up getting signed. So, uh, well, that completes this episode, guys. Uh, we appreciate you a lot. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, um, all of that fun stuff. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, there's been a, there, there's still a couple, I mean, we mentioned the dominoes yet to fall. So, um, you know, we'll of course mention them when they happen, but, uh, we tried to give kind of our analysis and our forecast of what we think is going to happen, uh, and just touch on the guys that we still need to look out for. So, uh, thank you guys very much, Nate. You got anything to add before we close out today? 
No, that's uh, that's it for me. And uh, yeah, thank y'all for sticking with us. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Yep, yep. Uh, next week we haven't exactly talked about it, but Nate, it's a mystery right box. It's thank a surprise. You. Uh, do you want to keep it a surprise, or did you do you want to say my idea? On we the, on keep the it a surprise. Okay, fine, the mystery fine, fine. box well, could be anything. That's true. That's true. We'll we'll call it a mystery box. But I got an idea, guys, and I think you're gonna like it. So be sure to tune in. Uh, we appreciate you a lot as always. And uh, for Nate, this is Josiah, Fantasy Dogs. <laughs> <laughs>